to Rigged for Dirt, the podcast recorded as the adventure happens. I'm here with my buddy. Holly. What's up? What's up, Frank? Oh, man. What Dude. is not up? That's what I want to know. It's pretty cool out here. <laughs> so where are we? We are in Death Valley. Yeah, fresh off of the Mojave Road. I'm not, it's Death Valley National Park proper, right? Yeah. Like, we are literally in Death Valley. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Yep. And you're surrounded by a big valley. You're, We're yeah, in a you're, valley. you're in a valley. <laughs> We've been in a, in, in a sequence of valleys. We came in uh, last night um, off of uh, uh, 178 Ballarat Road, and then we kind of just cut into the mountains from there. Yep. Um, met with the crew from uh, Dead Man Off Road. Really, really good timing, actually. Yeah. By the time, I mean, we were running late and I was feeling a little bad. I was like holding this up. I did like the world's worst like differential oil change, <laughs> like up to my elbows and just like diff fluid. Thankfully, like new diff fluid, but yeah. still um, my little siphon pump thing just failed and the pump blew out and just sprayed diff oh, oil man. everywhere. But anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, so... What were we talking about? Oh, well, we're in Death Valley with the Dead Man crew. That's right. And uh, so we're running late. And basically, the timing ended up working out to where right when we got here, they were they were coming down one of these passes. Yep. And we ended up meeting them within like 20 minutes. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, it was perfect timing. Yep. We got some pictures of them coming down the road because it was dusk. Yep. So it was like, it was beautiful. And then we had this crazy like lake bed that was not dry. And so we got these epic reflections of the mountains and the sunset. I mean, it was, it was pretty cool. Like it worked out really well. That was so gorgeous. just goes to show it ain't over till it's over. No, no. <laughs> Don't ever discount. <laughs> Actually, right now is a good example. Of, uh, it's, it's a good example. It's not over till it's over yep. because um, there's a lot of unique. I mean, I would say aside from you and sam from dead man i don't know i didn't know anyone yeah i mean i didn't yeah i didn't know i don't know anyone here actually i mean uh dead man was amongst uh like some first partners that came on to uh, my whole project and it's funny because it's like here's the dead man bag and i would like take pictures of it but the communication or the the connection wasn't really there yeah and it wasn't until i met sam at the lost sasquatch roaming lost uh oh yeah cleanup yeah where he uh he introduced himself and we talked and we ended up hanging out and that was a really good time and really good people and he's like shortly after that he reached out and he's like hey you guys want to um you guys want to do a podcast and i'm like yeah yeah i'll tell frank i'm sure he's down absolutely you know it was kind of sketchy because we had the mojave trip that we did last weekend yeah and so we're right here in death valley now and it's like back to back four kinda, days later we came out here kind of gets tough but you know thanks to uh amazing partners like rigged supply um they got us out here. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. It's the partners that really kind of make this dream, make the dream a reality. Right. Yeah. So, but I think before we get into what's happening here, because we are on the side of the road, Let's go um, it is, uh, what the time is like, like nine o'clock or 10 o'clock. What the time is. Hey, um, is and, uh, we're not yeah, moving. 9:42. Yeah. We're not moving. So we'll get to this little bit of drama in a minute, but let's rewind, uh, to the end of the Mojave road. Because when we left you last, we were hanging out with our buddy, Matt yep. at camp after day one. I don't even know how that conversation at this point <laughs> went. went. I, we still haven't edited that. No, this, we haven't at this time. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. That just oh happened. man. Uh, that just happened four days ago. Right. Um, so we, we did that. Dude. Okay. So Daniel from dead man is walking he, by. He walked, he walked to his truck. I saw him go by. I'm like, I figured everyone's just getting over watching yeah and now he's walking by with a tundra front axle in his hand that's awesome that's prepared that's prepared yep that ifs life he says <laughs> you're gonna I need actually, that though you know that right the funny thing is is i have an axle that fits that that third gen forerunner uh -huh. sitting on my workbench at home yeah, that, and i no one any good right i now. looked at it and i go <laughs> i should bring it because because maybe because axles right and yeah. so um i decided nah this should be an easy run oh, it, it's so not but anyways that's so funny so when we finished the episode with Matt and we all went to bed, um, we still had one more day on the Mojave Road. Right. What a day. <laughs> and that day ended up being like, wow. So we went to go see um, the mailbox, went to go see the lava tubes. Um, we, we went through the desert and through some crazy, like the world's longest washboard section that I think I've ever driven in my life. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> rough for sure. It was pretty rough getting to the and I think honestly that's that was the crux of you the, think so? The I, I mean, I was going pretty slow, well, but it's it, I mean it, it is still work, right? It is. Still, it wasn't that slow. We were going at a pretty good pace, and that razor chop is just like I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought I was going pretty slow, and I was making sure to not. No, like, I didn't think you were going apart. Sorry, I didn't think you were going fast. I'm yeah. just saying, like, it's not like we were crawling. Right. No, we weren't doing like two miles an hour, but we definitely weren't doing like. But that was a lot 10. of impact on that. Yeah, on I'm that sure stress point 
I'm sure it was. So anyway, what we're alluding to is we did not make it across the dry lake bed, um, no. at least not in one shot. Um, our first, the, the irony is that we first thought we were, we, we thought for sure we were going to get stuck on the lake bed, right? but we thought it was going to be because of the mud. So we sent out two rigs to just go and see if they could make it across. Yeah, I, I took lead, which I'd like to kind of brag about because yeah, go for it. that was so sketchy for me. <laughs> like given that my whole journey started with mud and I That's true. really don't That's like right. getting stuck in it. It's That's like, right. in my opinion, there's nothing worse than getting stuck in mud and having it just cover your Everything. entire life. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm like, you know what? This is it. This is what Kate was made for. This is, yeah. I'm expecting like at this point, my skills are at a place where I can like, no, I have to keep going through and keep my momentum up. And right, right. Just gonna go for it. Right. So I went, and then Mike chased after me, and uh, and yeah, man, we made it all the way to the rocks, and we're like, all right, dude, the water's great. Let's Come go. On in. Bring it on. And uh, yeah. So we started going, and you know, like like Ollie said, we're kind of going through this section, and we're following their tracks because they actually found some really good tracks um and they packed it down for us with their with their two vehicles so we're following the tracks everything's going fantastic like literally we're all spaced out perfect everyone's stoked maintaining speed we're all getting across i mean we're, we're probably picking up like 15 pounds of mud at least Dude, easy. <laughs> easy easy i think we took 15 pounds of mud off the fender alone um but anyways halfway across probably huh halfway to the monument and yeah. I get on the radio and I just see What did you the, say? You said, <laughs> it's funny, like the amount of detail that doesn't come through when people right. are like, I failed it. The trailer failed. I said, it's I like, said trailer failed, trailer failed. Like, stop, stop, stop. What the hell does that even mean? Yeah. I go? said, stop, stop, stop. And what happened was at that very instant, I look in my rear, I heard a, I heard a pop. I look in the rear view mirror and I just see the trailer disappearing. I just see it like, so, like getting smaller distance. and smaller. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap. And... I stop and the crazy thing is you know how like it's funny how your mind works mm -hmm. and how you perceive things in an emergency sure because in my mind I was like 150 yards away from the trailer and like like I just saw this thing shrinking in the rearview mirror and at the same time this is all happening in slow motion and I get out of the FJ after waiting to you guys to come back and I'm like maybe 40 feet from the trailer. <laughs> right. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't too far. You know, like I think you realized that you had left something behind. Um, yeah. but you know, so it's, you know, what was the, the coolest thing about that whole situation is when, uh, when you encounter that kind of like failure Yeah. and you're looking at it, it's so easy to just get lost in how fucked you are in right. that moment oh yeah you feel like like this is it there's I'm, no I'm way gonna, out right i'm gonna i'm gonna die out here or the trailer's gonna stay out here and we're gonna drive away and that's it, it i mean there's nothing we can do and the the good thing is uh, let me say this first the trailer itself didn't fail correct and and, yeah. the, and neither did the fj um the strange thing is is ali you corrected me i think it's called a shank i don't know or a drop hitch we, we both got corrected yeah. um but Anyways, i mean the, the it's the a piece, hitch yes the piece that goes into your tow hitch that holds the ball okay. and um that piece is is what failed so you know shank so whatever you call this thing essentially the shank the drop hitch um it it's it's got this l band in it where the mm -hmm. where the ball mounts and there's a gusset right at that l right. band right for strength yep. obvious reasons right trailer's not super heavy by the way i think it's no less than it can't be more than 2500 pounds and it snapped right behind the gusset Oof. so um like the piece of the of the hitch was or the was the was still in the receiver yeah like it was just still sitting there and with a pin and everything and the chain one chain snapped off the trailer and one chain snapped off the fj yeah. um so i had a I was dragging a piece of chain um but like other than that other than the damage chain and the damage drop hitch that's it that's that's all that's all we broke and then we got lucky we got lucky um so well kind of a scramble like before we scrambled kind of yeah yeah because this thing had nosedived in the mud so basically it buried itself the whole tongue buried itself up to the uh power box in the front the storage box until we dug it out we had no idea well, yeah it, we, exactly we, we didn't yeah. really know what what the so you know like you said right in in your mind worst case scenario right you're like well if we damage the tongue there's no way we're right. gonna hook this thing up to anything yeah like it's done right so luckily jeff um he was behind and he had a winch in the front of his jeep so he so we backed it out instead yep. of right work smarter not harder right yep. so instead of digging it out he backed it out um there was a little bit there was a little ledge just behind that so we backed it up onto the ledge so we can get underneath it and really inspect it well 
Um, and that was all just the thinking of the core group, right? To your yep. point, right? You have all these people that are kind of looking at it from different angles and different experiences. And long story short, there was no damage. We wiped off a ton of mud, cleaned yeah. out the receiver, uh, or sorry, the you know the ball, the ball hitch, and everything was good on the trailer. Trailer was great. Um, we just now we had a problem of we had no drop hitch. We had no way to connect the trailer to the vehicle. <laughs> and so then you look at like what's around you and you realize, okay, there's Barstow and that's like a freaking hour Barstow south. is Barstow was easily an hour, 40 minutes from the freeway, which we were still a good 20, 30 minutes that's from the right. freeway. Oh, man. Like, and then we had uh, Baker, which was maybe 10 miles away. Right. But it's only gas stations. And it was too risky. You don't want to lose that time. You don't want right. to lose another 30, 40 minutes by having a backtrack and right go to baker just to find out find out that they don't have anything and then still have to go to barstow so i mean the reality is like you know you always hear people say it could have been worse and it really could have because we actually had a lot of things going in our favor in this situation 100 right the electrical wasn't damaged the connections weren't damaged the hitch the trailer wasn't damaged the fj wasn't damaged nope. we had a lot Dude, of people that's a good it was a good one to pop your cherry on man yeah right like if you're gonna have like some <laughs> catastrophic failure where something really like goes down that's not a bad one yeah and you're right that actually was my first like actual mechanic serious mechanical failure um, with the FJ yep. and it worked and like I said we have a lot of things working for us L the good thing is we had people so we could send people in different directions mm -hmm. we had communications so we could talk while they were out and about we broke near Baker so we actually had cell service yep. on the lake bed yep. because awesome. we were so close we were we were you know I, I shot to Baker speaking of the lake bed um, there was a sense of urgency amongst everyone. There was. Because uh, a thunderstorm warning came in at our exact location. Yes. <laughs> so we're sitting in the lake bed. We're trying to assess the situation. And then um, I think Ryan gets an alert on his phone that says um, thunderstorm warning. And so for those of you that don't know, those warnings are GPS based, right? So if you're in the zone <laughs> where the warning is issued, then your phone goes off. And sure enough, well, a lot of us got alerts. And we could look off in the distance in the mountain range and we can see the dark clouds. And it's yep. already raining out there. So the lake bed's already muddy, yep. but passable, right? It's, it's firm enough. But if that water comes, we're screwed. We're not getting out of there, right? So now we have the race against the clock for the storm because at first we thought we were good because this happened at one o'clock right and we're like oh we got plenty of daylight we'll resolve we might even get back on the trail right. right and it's a sunday right so we're like oh no one's closed yet yeah right well now the clock's running out um long story short uh mike and sure. bob or bob yep. mike and bob uh ran into a this super nice couple um talk about over trust. by the freeway yeah and they told them the situation and they were out there with their razor and um, obviously they towed they, they towed it out right yep. so they said well well you can borrow our hitch to get it off the lake bed yep. right so they came back with their hitch we hooked it up everything was great it was adjustable so it was even better mm -hmm. right got it all dialed in hooked the trailer and off we went right and we yep. followed them to the highway um, they agreed to let us drop the trailer at their camp so that it wouldn't be out left alone right um, and watch it for us super nice people. super nice Dude. yeah the guy helped and he even took that spill remember oh dude he fell he got out of the poor guy it's like no good deed goes unpunished right <laughs> we go to the rock like the traveler's up, monument and he gets out and just sideways completely just feet going he, just he covered steps in, in a mud puddle and his feet just go right from under him just uh, boom right on his back and i love the fact that he ends up like finding a drier piece of mud and start he gets down on the ground just kind of starts like crawling on his yeah. back <laughs> just to get the the wet mud off onto the, yeah I'm like that's the spirit bro <laughs> this dude was like he was honestly like good on you yeah he was one of the best people i've met in a long time and so we drop a trailer off at their place everyone decides we're done with mojave road right. um because it's late now it's, you know, it's getting dark starting to rain um everyone's done yep and um, we, at that point, I think the guys that could took, took off home. Yep. Right. And, and it was, I mean, for me, it was difficult too, because. Uh, well, uh, you had Jackson. Yeah, I had Jackson and needed to get him home. So ended up, uh, ended up getting gas and then following you to Barstow. Yeah. And you found a U-Haul actually before I even got there. Right. Yep. Which ended up working so out. So lucky. Which it was ended like up working out even better because U-Haul had the actual, we were going to go to like an auto zone, but theirs was just a straight hitch, like no, no drop. And I definitely needed to go up at least two inches to make this trailer safe. And of all the U-Hauls, that was like a custom hitch. Yeah. I mean, it was like, right there. They did everything. They had welding, they had yeah. everything. So if something had happened, at least that we know that's yep. there. Um, but they had everything, a full shop. The nine, whole nine yards. So, uh, hey, pro tip. If you guys ever have an issue on the Mojave Road and you, right. and you like need a hitch solution like or something, 
Uh, that U-Haul is pretty awesome. That U-Haul is pretty awesome. They were super helpful. They were the nicest guys. Like yep. they were like, "Yep, we'll take care of you. Come in. We'll do this and that." Um, they got me all dialed. Um, took it back with me. Drove back to Baker. So all in about two hours round trip. Um, the no, guy. I was, left you at Barstow, but that was yeah, still. Yeah, but it's okay. Back. Like at that point, my, all I had to do was go back and hook up the trailer. That's it. So it worked out because the, when I pulled up, the guy that was there uh-huh. uh, saw me coming, and he came out and he helped me line it up. He's like a little bit left, a little bit come back a little further. So oh, I mean, right. So I had he wasn't like screw you, dude. You're no, on your own. no, he came out. I had the trailer hooked up in probably like five minutes. Oh, nice. we shot the shit a little bit. Told me where he lived. Told him that oh, I have a brother-in-law that lives right down the street from you. Oh, like like That's literally, awesome. yeah. They were like same neighborhood. It's hilarious. So we just kind of hung out for like ten minutes, um, and then it started to rain again, and we just kind of said, all right, man, thanks for your help. Appreciate it. Right on. Um, cool. In part ways, drove home, and everything was uneventful. Yeah, no, you was buttery you ended up getting and, back by like twelve o'clock. Um, I got o'clock? back around nine. Oh, was it? That early? Yeah, but I went to go. I had to wash all the mud off of the truck, and because right. we had that salty. Yep. You know, I did the same bed. thing. Yeah. Right. You go to the whale wash. There's another pro tip. Like if right. you guys ever go through like the dry lake beds or yeah. any, a lot of dry lake beds will have a lot of sediment or salt. Tons of um, salt. Yeah. Connected to them. So that mud or that that dust and if it gets it's mixed it with water that stuff's just going to eat away like yeah. it's going to turn your whole underbelly orange yeah so you want to kind of stay away from uh um stay away from that or if you get into it get it off get it off yeah so i did that so i got home probably about 12 30 was in bed by one <laughs> and we'll yeah. go to work six go to work the next day yeah. get up at six that's and the go worst to work. yeah i did not want to get up the next morning but i had a heck of a story to tell that's for sure no, no doubt dude <laughs> that, was, that was something so that was like the mojave road right and then um, four days of essential break time and work and somewhat relaxing, you know, pedestrian life. Right. Right. And then, uh, and then we hit the road to come out of here. Nice, man. Yeah. Um, uh, the one week, uh, the one week off was kind of nice, but, the the looming trip right on the heels of Mojave actually, it was I, pressure. I don't right? know. Yeah. I don't know. I felt, yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm kind of committed. Uh, we've been planning this. I, I had plenty of time to like back out if I wanted to. Yeah. To just back out for the sake of, I'm feeling like I need a weekend at home. Yeah. I, I was agree. like, I'll just suck it up. I mean, there's going to be plenty of time with the family, but I, yeah. I really need those two days like in my garage to just organize my life. Yep. I feel the same <laughs> way. Like I was telling Shannon and I go, I packed super light for this trip and I still felt super unorganized. Yeah. And it was just because the last trip was kind of chaotic and I basically just threw everything off the truck to go get it washed, to go get it done because it was, you know, midnight. And so packing it back up just felt, everything kind of felt rushed and chaotic. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but yeah. And then, and then we leave next weekend for a 3000 mile trip. You oh, know, you do. I do. To yeah. Iowa, right? Yeah. Go out to Nebraska and Iowa. And so, I mean, back to back to back. I was like, I'm not going on any yeah. trip. I don't know what <laughs> you're, you're like, talking I'm staying about. home, bro. <laughs> I'm done. Um, yeah, so that's happening. Um, but anyways, so come out here. We camped at a pretty cool spot yeah. last night. So it was different from anywhere I've ever camped in my car before. Totally. It was technically just like a fire road or like a trail road. It was a spur off the road, yeah. It had just kind of these little, like, alcoves in it that weren't even necessarily, like, for camping. They were just, like... It was a campsite. They were, like, turnouts. Yeah, there there was... It's that kind of campsite where it's, like, basically it's a very small loop with little alcoves of where people can have parked their cars in the past. That's actually interesting. Right now, my thoughts didn't go to that was a campsite because I consider a campsite something that can accommodate like oh. six rigs. So my my whole like paradigm is starting to shift. Yeah, like, how I look at camping. Yeah, because you're right. That's just you could set up a tent, have a nice fire. Totally. That's what. Yeah. And that's why. That's, that's why that that fire so ring was there and everything. Yeah. That's a. I'm like, dude, you can't fit rigs here. I don't understand what, <laughs> what kind of campsite this is. I mean, oh, it's man. also like that. That's the crazy thing about like Death Valley in general, um, and like for example, the cabins, right? Yeah. Yeah. These random cabins yeah so death valley has like uh two or three maybe even more so anyone listening you can feel free to correct me but i think there's might be two or there's at least two or three um and the cabins you can't book them you can't reserve them it's first come first serve they're free to stay at so we came in first one people were in it second one it looked like somebody lived there lights were on like like a house (laughs) totally not they probably just had their lanterns on but there's these really cool cabins that from people that have lived out here uh miners or you know explorers or and you can like live you know, in them yeah you can you can if you enjoy hantavirus right <laughs> these are taken care of actually um, a lot of the people come out here voluntarily and do work uh-huh. while they stay they'll do a few things while they're here nice so yeah it's actually a big community effort it's really cool 
I hear like it's a it's like a hiker location too. Totally, like hikers yep. come through and they'll stay. pass through and stay there. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's used as kind of like a waypoint and a rest area, like a like a like a, a stop, you know. So you can't always stay there because like like we said, there's usually if you're not there early or if someone's staying there for for two or three days, then yeah, you may not get to stay there. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, it was it was like we got up well yeah. actually no let me back up the the campsite that we were at one one of the cool things is you had an abandoned uh mining kind of um, a mindset structure yeah yeah they had like i don't know what it was but like it was some ruins of like an old mine yeah and i you know maybe you guys can comment in and i'm not going to go with was it bigger mining company no well bigger iron works bigger iron works yeah was on the front of this like kind of trough looking thing yeah trough, trough trough yeah and uh and I don't know what that was. And you, you had the idea of maybe it was like a sifter or something. A sifter or maybe a rock, like a crusher. Because above it, there was this chute. And right. the chute extended a 45 degree angle real steep up to the top of this hill. Right. And then uh, I climbed up the hill last night and I saw that it was like a full structure that was built there. Like some, And then there was another ramp just below that iron thing. Well, it's funny because one of the other guys went up there this morning and said there's a hole that goes f- beyond what he can see. Oh, no kidding. And we were like walking around it yeah and he's like oh it was fenced in i never even saw it i never saw yeah. it either i was up there that's but it crazy goes to show like at night say the fence wasn't there and yeah. say we walked right down like oh yeah i i would actually, and i had my lamp on too i still didn't see it no i'm gonna exercise more caution moving no, forward 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. you should especially um, out here in the desert like you just there's mine shafts everywhere yeah so it's in, interesting you bring that up lots of holes is that, in the desert. um is that in the mojave that's a real concern and they and they warn people about it frequently they say look uh, be careful where you're walking, especially at night or even during the day, because a lot of the old mine shafts mm-hmm. collapse and create just holes in the desert. And so there's been cars, you, there's pictures of cars kind of half jammed into a hole. Uh, people have fallen 40 feet into a mine shaft. So yeah, yeah. definitely be Actually, very careful. A buddy of ours had a friend who fell about 40 feet. No kidding. Uh, broke their leg, everything. And, they, had, and they were like, they were out there exploring mines yeah. and doing wow. the whole thing. And so it's like, you know, he's asked me before, like, you want to go explore mines? I'm like, that does not sound like anything I'm into. Fully. That doesn't sound like yeah. Like, I love adventure, <laughs> yeah. but, like, I'm not Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm so not Indiana Jones. I'm not going exploring in these <laughs> mine shops that have been, like, left alone. And I know wood rots. Yeah. So, yeah, know, wood just, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever. And there's, and yeah, and these mines, they run the gamut of what's down there, right? Like, it could be, some of them are, are real nice and safe, and some, but most of them are not you know there's water down there but that's rotting the wood and other yeah. stuff so um so yeah Gas pocket. i don't know I, I don't want to be that like cautionary tale in the news where it's like right a local hiker ended up stuffed into a mine yeah we don't know if we want to take him out he's just one dude yeah he's British. all in all ended up being a good campsite though yep. i really liked it um that was also my first time camp sleeping in the back of the fj on the platform yeah yep. and you know what it took me a while to set it up as far as like I like I moved it around a couple times. You have to pull all your shit out. Too. Yeah, it yeah. took me a while to kind of like get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. But once I laid down and it was all said and done, mm-hmm. dude, it was awesome. Yeah. Especially with the crazy wind that we had last night. Like the FJ was. There was a few times where the FJ was rocking because the wind was that right. strong. I know. Yeah. And but it was it was awesome. Like I I slept like a like a baby. Dude, it was so windy and I can feel my mattress kind of picking up underneath yeah, me. Yeah, like, really. I'm like, and then I realized that the the flap of the tent, um, the part that folds out, folds out. Yeah, like no weight was on there, and so halfway into the night, the wind was like really shaking everything. I just kind of um, laid out against over that. Yeah. So I didn't want it to just kind of fly up and like. It's funny you say destroy that. Destroy the arms. I had and, that happen to a friend. <laughs> oh really? Actually, not here at Mojave Road. Uh huh. You know, that's actually the same campsite that we were at. Okay. It got super windy one night. He did not stake down the part that fo- that folds open. Right. And normally he, you don't really. Right. I mean, well, yeah. Normally you don't, but you but they it does have the points to stake down, right? Okay. Like it does have those things, and you, I mean, if, according to their rules, you should, right? But but normally you don't have to. Sure. And so he didn't stake it down crazy wind happened oh, and the damn tent clamshelled on him on top of on top of him oh. and he, you all you I, I wasn't there but the story like is infamous and everyone woke up at like one in the morning this guy yelling that he was stuck in his tent stuck in his tent he's home <laughs> yeah dude dude yeah and you know that's not comfortable because there's no. so many poles that like kind of fold in totally so it's not like you're just kind of embraced in this right tent. right no you got like poles like on top of you like yeah that probably didn't feel it good. didn't feel good yeah so let that be a cautionary tale that especially in the desert 
even if it's calm right now, that does not mean it's going to stay that way. The desert actually, is notorious for wind. You can hear the wind. Yeah. Yeah, that just started picking up. Yeah. Yep. So we left camp. Had a great had a great night. A great night. Uh, got up in the morning. Got up in the morning. Um, you know, Daniel from Dead Man. He's like, "Hey, I want everyone out by eight. And it's like, actually, everyone was pretty good. I yeah, think it was we got good. out by eight or six. Yeah. Uh, Brian um, had a ton of mud in his radiator, so he kind of had to had to hose it down. Hose it down, which is I bring Brian Brian's name up for a reason. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. And then uh, and then we were on road, and then we had our first little mishap. Yeah. Who was that? Um, I forget the name. Aaron. Was it Aaron? Yeah, I think it was Aaron. He had a, in the the blue, the blue Tacoma. Huh. He had a blowout. Yeah. And so that that was like some downtime right there. Yep. So quick tire swap or you know wheel change. And you know we were at that time we were actually doing some speed and. Yep. The thing about speed and these types of roads is like unless you're super vigilant and like on top of it. Yes. Uh, these rocks kind of jump out at you from nowhere and. Oh yeah. The vehicle in front of you could actually kick a larger rock down. There's all kinds of things that can. Or happen. turn a rock on its side. Sure. The sharp side up, right? And so. So he hit one. Yeah. At speed, and that usually leads to just you know losing a bead. Yep. Um, or a sliced tire. Did it or slice sl- it? Yeah. Did you uh, s- I didn't see it. No, I don't it? know. Um, I was up ahead with Daniel, so we we're maybe part of the problem. We should have been going <laughs> as fast as we were. Anyways, peer pressure's a bitch. Um, <laughs> Daniel, you're in, your fault. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, got that fixed, and then we got back on the road, and we were probably on the road what 15, 20 minutes, twenty minutes, yeah. <laughs> and then we hear I'm backing up to Brian uh, from Francis. And, yeah. And it's wait, like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> so what happened? And we're working on it, and then. Sure enough. Uh, yeah. So the everyone come back. It's a serious broke. Pulled the ripped the uh, pulled the axle, axle out. out yeah. And it's a you know IFS. So that one side busted. Yeah. And then I think he got lucky that his lugs seem to be still good. Everything else seems to be good, which is a blessing. They're working on it, and also that we have um, what's his name? Oh, so Francis, Francis is a Porsche tech and. This guy has every aside from having the knowledge. Air tools, dude. He has everything. Full on air tools on the trail. That's awesome. He has a bag of bolts. Yeah. For all Toyotas. Yeah. Like, because he knows. Yeah. Because he knows. Like, it's insane. So he's like, "We got this." Starts jacking it up. Actually, we're watching them right now, and yeah. it seems like they're making good progress. That's actually why we're doing this podcast right now. Down. Oh, because we have so much we have time. Yeah. Yeah. We we figured you know we got an hour to kill on the side of the road. There's nothing that we can contribute because Francis is a boss. Nothing. And so. We're like, let's just, uh, let's do this. The most I could do for them is stand over them with a beer in my hand. Right. And one for them. (laughs) Well, okay. Hold my beer. (laughs) Sure. We can do that too. We can give them one. Um, no, they need to focus. Yeah. No beer for you. Right. (laughs) Um, but yeah. And, uh, looks like they might be getting close to getting the tire on. I don't know. Oh yeah. Did you see that? So the tire, I mean, obviously the front, the bottom, I mean, I know it's a road, it it rotates, but figuratively speaking, the bottom kicked out and wedged itself into the wheel well at a 45 degree angle. So it blew out the fender. The fender is probably a good inch and a half away from the door outward um, or from the body of the vehicle. So the whole fender. So I was like, look on the bright side, man, at least you're ready for long travel now. There you go. Like (laughs) you've got your, you don't even need fiberglass. He tubbed it out on one side. Um, Yeah, man. I mean, it goes back to that whole thing about when you, especially when you don't have the experience. I remember the first time I broke something, it was just like catastrophic in my heart, right? Yeah. That is the difference of experience. You're right. And then Brian here is just like, whatever. We got this. Like didn't, didn't even like break a sweat. He's like totally chill. And uh, they just got to work. And usually that's all you can do is get to work. You get to work or cut your losses. Yeah. And you have to make that decision and live by it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you're, and that's it's the you same know. thing that happened with a trailer, right? Until you get until you get to work, and you start pulling things apart and assessing piece by piece as you kind of discover more, it's you you can't formulate a plan. Right. You just have to get to work, get to work, get yourself in a position where you can evaluate exactly what happened, um, and then you can start to kind of work out a solution, yeah, right? So, you know, um, sometimes it's sometimes it really is that bad. Yeah. And then you oh, totally. deal with whatever that looks like. But yeah. I mean, I've seen people, you know, roam out of the desert on on what's essentially a homemade sled under their yeah. under their front. Yo, you see that under like, their control arm. You've seen those clips of the guys with like the tree trunks? Yeah. Underneath the yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people with an axe, you know, cut a piece of wood in half and grind off the edges so that it kind of rope ramps up and then take a ton of like fasteners and bailing wire and, bailing wire and ratchet straps and, you know, find a way to make it stay to the lower control arm 
and then just sled out of here. Yep. Like, you know, I mean, you're doing like half a mile an hour, but you know what? You're getting, you're going to get out of here. You're getting that much closer to home. Exactly. At least yeah. to a highway where you can get tow truck. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to take every piece of it. That being said, I don't know where we're going to find a piece of wood out here. Should it, if it ever got to that. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like, God damn it. Um, so to, to paint a picture for you guys, me and Frank are standing over this table because we kind of did a quick and dirty with the yeah. setup on the podcast. Yeah. So we keep, uh, we usually we're sitting down and we're not moving. We're not much, moving around. And- but we're standing up. So we're like shuffling and we're walking and we just like took out the entire equipment like off the table. It's all um, hanging by the wires and we did. We, luckily we didn't break it. <laughs> it sounds like we're, uh, sounds like we're still on. We're going. Yeah, we're good. Anyways. Um, yeah. So here we are out in the desert. Yeah, staring into you know it, again it could be worse it could be 115 degrees out here because we are in death valley it could be raining on us because it is winter yep um no it's blue it's beautiful gorgeous i was gonna say it's beautiful it's beautiful it's very blue <laughs> very yeah the sky yeah. is really blue it's got these gorgeous wispy clouds yeah the hills are just pretty should i, should pretty I do little it? Clouds. i almost went there are alive alive with the sound of music <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, nerd oh, card. Frank. Sorry. Oh, Frank. I know. That's my wife's influence. It's not. I. I was never like that until until I met Shannon. Campy. Yeah. Yeah. That's all her. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. And you know, one of the cool things about the trail, um, is uh, is the fun you get to have. Yeah. And, and part of that is sometimes I like to like kick out a rock. And just, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, kick out a rock from the side and like leave it like right in the middle of the road. On the where you're on the track. And so like, you know, the next guy who comes up, you gets, know gets a little kick. After I drove, like gets <laughs> a, little, a little high a little five. Bump. Yeah. A little high five on his tire. Yeah, a little know? high five from Ollie. <laughs> um that was that was kind of funny. Oh, you know what else happened that so we went through some not gnarly, but well, gnarly ish stuff last night. Little like obstacles, kind of rock, more heavy rocks than anything. Yeah. Um the the wheels got their first like nicks and scratches. Oh, on the you got side. your little like uh, battle scars. Battle scars on the yep. wheels. The the brand new red wheels are no longer shiny and and well they're shiny but they're shiny silver now. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. That was fun. Um, I got to use the sliders last night. You that was fun. You'll end up you'll end up looking underneath your car one day and just realizing how much shit you've like yeah. dented in, dented and, and scratched with. and banged up and yeah yeah these these trails are not kind to the vehicles that we and the vehicles that we you know kind of put them put them through this chaos. But well you know they were they designed for a lot. Yeah they handled it. Not necessarily to be like a Abrams tank going through the desert. You know? Yeah you still got to be careful and choose your line, but you know they can they can take a certain amount of abuse. That's for sure. Uh, one of the cool things about last weekend too was uh, going back to back to Mojave, um, and I didn't really get to talk about it much. Was just having Jackson on the on the trail f- through a crisis like that too. Oh yeah, and yeah, it's, it's probably a good a good experience for him, huh? To see kind of how it's handled and yeah, because his last experience with something that like failed catastrophically was uh, oh yeah in the Impreza, and that kind of was not traumatic, but it definitely left an impression. Sure, and uh, it's funny because he's like, yeah, we're not going to get stuck. Yeah, and I remember the story of how like they didn't want to go anywhere; they were afraid of getting stuck again because yeah. of the that that situation with the Impreza. And yeah, they didn't want to go to like store. They didn't want to go like I mean, you could listen to I think episode one. Yeah, um, yeah, and hear the story. But yeah, they were they were totally sketched out. I mean, the Impreza had gotten stuck and. They spent a good 12 hours on the side of a mountain yeah. without food or warm clothes for a while of that. Yeah, it was, and it that's, was that was definitely, it was cool, probably cool to see him react differently this yeah. time. Yeah, he was just like, ah, oh, that's good. And then he like took it in like a champ. Like normally yeah. you get a lot of whining and crying and, you know. This Why aren't we other. moving? Why are we still yeah, here? Yeah, no, he was. Dude, yeah, he was no, like, he was good. He was himself busy and, yeah. Dude, they got the tire back on. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, uh, we better wrap this up then. That means we're going to start rolling here pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, whatever we, whatever we got done here, um, I don't. I think we'll come back for a part two. Yeah, I think so too. We just want to give you guys a heads up on where we're at um, and what's going on so far because it's been a lot in the last, like between the last twenty four hours of this right. trip, yeah, and the last trip. It's been a lot, and um, we're gonna get into it more. Um, I think we're gonna talk to the guys from Dead Men as well. Yeah, so we'll probably just wrap up. Hopefully, get through a larger portion of the trail than what we've done so far. Yeah, and you know be able to reflect on that and then uh yeah and then we're gonna get uh daniel and brian and it'll be fun because brian will have a lot to talk about awesome sounds good all right guys we'll talk to you in a bit all right so the last uh we left you we had just gotten the wheel on for uh brian's right sequoia and uh i'd love to say that's where that story kind of ended but (laughs) it wasn't um there's still more to that 
But before we go there, um, so we moved on. Uh, once he got the wheel on. Yeah, we kept on driving down the road. And, and we went to Warm Springs. Warm Springs. And Dude. Th- there's also a mine right next to it. And yeah, wow. So it ended up being a talk mine. Yes, mine. talk mine. Yep. Mind? Mine. <laughs> uh, a talk mine. And uh, so you guys all went on ahead and I got kind of like ADD'd out on this like uh, old mining equipment that was like kind of at the side of the parking lot. Oh, okay. So I was taking pictures over there and then yeah, I, look, yeah. I look around and like nobody's there. Like the entire group had moved on. <laughs> and it took me a minute to figure out like... Where'd everyone go? Where'd everyone go and how do I get to that yeah. house? Because there's... All right, so when you get to the Warm Springs little site... There's a big parking lot, and you'll see all this mining equipment and little steep incline, and then you're into this flat parking lot. Um, if you look, you'll see, you'll notice immediately there's like this difference in like vegetation. It there's a lot of it. It's um, green it's for green, one. It's yeah. the only green patch in like the whole canyon. The uh, whole- <laughs> a true oasis. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and you've got different types of like trees and like like what look like fig trees and uh, pines, and it's just suddenly there's like a, a little bit of the forest in the middle of death valley right exactly is, is always mind-blowing when you find these little oasis spots like joshua tree right has a really cool spot like that it's a lake basically right and i think it's fed from some underwater source and uh and it's protected like you can't go like fish in it or do anything in it right you can touch it yeah really. most of these are yeah well i mean especially being in a national park yeah but it's right? like all green it's got like trees around and yeah. it's like like it's, like like almost like a forest it's dense yeah um but yeah so death valley had like this little spot at warm springs had that kind of same vibe that that same kind of surprise and so once you get once you walk towards this and it's these yellow, yellow buildings like this one main yellow house and then like it's almost as if the dude like built the yellow house and he's like I want a house there, and I want a room there, and a there, and there. Like it's all, almost like a compound. Yeah, it's like all like these. There's different structures kind of scattered throughout the property. Like it used to be like culty or something. <laughs> I don't actually know the history. I don't know if you read any of the science. No, I didn't. none whatsoever. Yeah, so we'll have to come back and like look, or if you guys know, let us know. That would have been a um, much more educated approach. Right. <laughs> but we were like basically trying to find the source of of the warm spring yep. because the water is warm. It's like lukewarm. It's lukewarm. Yeah, it's like uh, if you drew like a mellow bath. Yeah. Um, that's what you would end up And we ended up climbing into. to what's essentially the source of this particular um, spring. Which was interesting because we started hiking and there was one path and like trees were all over it and then we found the other path and it was pretty steep and right you know you guys so if you back up a little bit i lost you guys and then i got into this like kind of experience of like seeing this house and i kind of went to the left and there was like this wall but there was this kind of tree branch that like went all the way down and so i jumped on the tree branch and went to this pool and it was like an empty pool but it's like a proper pool right like this place and it's like heyday must have been pretty rad like a lot of property yeah a pool which was fed by the warm spring actually right right there's actually so you a, a sign you had a warm pool yeah there's a sign <laughs> what did the sign say it's like do not reroute the water to the pool <laughs> so not the first time somebody's thought of it right <laughs> um and uh and yeah so anyways i i saw the pool and then i kept walking and i came upon the entrance to this uh um this mine and i i stopped hearing voices like not that i hear them in my head but i was hearing your voices <laughs> you didn't hear our voices yeah i didn't hear your voices anymore and i'm like shit where did everybody go and so i see this like there's just like kind of door that's kind of cracked open right and it doesn't look super inviting it's like right enter at your own risk right. all over it right and so i took a step it's like in. the beginning of a horror movie dude i took a step in and i look up and there's just these like old rusty iron plates like giant staples almost like giant staples yeah. just holding this mass of rock somewhat together and i say giant staples i mean like seven feet long staples yeah like six seven feet long yeah they were just like these massive like lengths of iron just bolted to the ceiling bolted to the ceiling to the walls and then you look and there's like chicken wire like really thick like solid like fencing basically but like there's like it's decent sized rocks like hold like holding decent sized rocks that have fallen out i'm like man It'll be my luck. I'll walk in. The earthquake will hit. This <laughs> whole over. damn thing will be coming down. No one will have a clue. Yep. You know. So it nothing happened. I went. I went in and uh, ended up meeting up with you guys. Right. We were already in there. Yeah. 
Actually, I saw Axel, who's the camp dog on this trip. Right. He's our official camp dog slash scout slash um, just scrap morale, morale booster scrap eater. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I saw his little glowing eyes. I'm like, yeah. sweet. And so then I... Then I heard everyone else, and uh, there was like, it was kind of cool. Like, if you go down this shaft, you go left, there's this like doorway. And as you walk in, it's just dark, and there's like some equipment left over. It's right. Just there's a lot of really cool stuff down there. Cool yeah. and kind of creepy, kind of yeah. bizarre. And um, I think everyone had the same kind of vibe and feeling like this whole thing could come down at any moment. Oh, 100%. That's why we didn't go very far. <laughs> no. And there's dudes out there, I have friends, like, uh, like my buddy Greg. They'll go mine like like hunting and exploring, and I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, and, and, and I mean, I mean, if you're into it, Southern California and the SoCal desert area is like, is like prime. Oh my gosh, right? miles upon miles of mines. Calico, like, Death yeah, Valley, like all Death Valley, places. Mojave, Calico. Like, there's so much mining between here and and into Nevada. That I mean, Nevada is called the Silver State for a reason, right? Right, and it's because of of that. Right, so um, same, same reason California is the Golden State. Sure. Right. It's it, it was it's just it's it's iconic. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I, I liked it. And then uh, we left. We started walking, and Daniel, um, one of the uh, founders of Dead Man Off Road, uh, one of the main guys behind it. He, uh, I think, he's actually like owner founder. Um, he uh, he's like, yeah, there's the you guys want to go check out the pool. And we're like, oh, there's a pool, right? He goes, yeah, there's a pool. You guys go check it out. It's up behind this yellow, the yellow one of the yellow buildings. There's a path. You'll you'll see it. Oh, oh, the pool for the spring, like Correct. like the natural. Yeah, pool. sorry, yeah. So the natural. Pool. We're out of the mine. Yeah, we're out of the mine. <laughs> we're, we're now walking. hiking. We're now hiking to the source of the spring. Of the spring. And uh, he kind of points us in the direction. Me, you, and Aaron um, end up going. Oh, and, and Grace, Grace, and Grace, yep. uh, which is uh, Sam's daughter. Um, we all end up. Uh, heading out on this trail and it gets really steep and we get to this point where it's like oh like it looks like it keeps going and we're like right forget i'm like no we gotta go like we're, we're coming this far yeah can't turn around now. we gotta find it now and so we keep going and then you start getting into like really overgrown like um head high kind of brush and like tall grasses right right which is also kind of a hint that you're getting close to the source because the water supply is so like saturated mm -hmm. that this stuff is growing everything was super mushy everything's yeah. super mushy but there's also like all this vegetation that's just like on steroids right and uh yeah totally like mineral rich yeah, water. yeah exactly and uh you know in my mind i'm thinking oh man this is like prime like source of ticks yeah you said that yeah we were going oh my gosh we're gonna all have ticks we're gonna all have ticks <laughs> and then everyone's like yeah like nobody really reacted i'm like okay and i'm trying to like kind of stop from brushing up against everything and we do we eventually get to um the this source little, this little pool the source yeah. that we see this crack in the in the wall it literally is a little it's it's just a crack in this the side of this rock face this mountain and it water felt, it felt biblical Kind like, of. I mean, I think I think that's kind of like why it's biblical is because, you know, you see, you see what is essentially life giving, right, coming out of an inanimate rock, yeah. rock, like just, just just this object that is in that possesses no qualities of life or, you know, it's just the rock or, or is giving water. water. Yeah. yeah, it seems like the water, like the rock is giving water. I can I can understand why it would be interpreted that way and why it is biblical. No, oh, no, I'm just saying it had that vibe, like it kind of like coming across like a burning bush yeah, or something, right? No, totally. You're like, oh, there's this rock with water just it's, pouring it, out. It's inspiring it's how kinda, nature finds cool. finds a way. The pool itself didn't look like something I really wanted to get into. No, it was super shallow, but it was also shallow, like really clear. Silty. It was clear water, but it was like at the but bottom. But you can tell, yeah, if you touched it, it would be just completely silty. Just muddy, yeah. nasty, and God knows what's yeah. laying but in there. But the water coming out of the rock was absolutely pristine. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was beautiful. I mean, granted, there's always the risk of amoebas, right? In those sure. Well, not usually. Springs. Not usually. If you're getting it coming out of the rock, not usually. Oh, really? Yeah, like, because like the springs. Yeah, because um, I actually, growing up, um, we used to travel a lot as kids um, into central Mexico, and a lot of the villages um, are built obviously around a water source, and a lot of the water sources are natural springs. Okay. And so what they would do is similar would, to what we saw. Yeah. And so well, I mean, not in the sense that you have to hike to a rock, but usually there's, no. there's a rock formation or something where water is coming, coming up out of, out of the ground yep. right and so 
that was that's usually where they would build the town center the square and so people eventually what they would do is they would plumb the spring so they would put some a pipe and put and plumb it so that it would come up and you know kind of come into a trough and nice. so people would put their buckets under this you know flowing water out of the and fill up their drinking water their laundry water their cooking water oh that's cool like they would all come out of this natural spring i guess i was associated like warm hot waters with like amoebas yeah i mean the fact that this is a warm spring is actually kind of impressive because it's usually not yeah it's right? like usually cold right yeah this is definitely or like cool yeah exactly it's usually cold yeah so this is definitely like something you know geothermal right is definitely heating this up that's yeah, cool. A lot of, a lot of activity cool. there. So yeah. anyways, uh, we saw that and we realized we were kind of lagging. Um, and so we rushed back to camp or not camp at the parking lot. The caravan, yeah. And turned out everyone was like kind of had resigned themselves to like, well, we might as well have lunch. It was lunchtime. It was lunchtime. <laughs> we were sitting around. So, And uh, you you totally had a sandwich ready to go. Oh, my bread. gosh. I was so stoked on just having this like, because I've been having these bomb <laughs> sandwiches that like, <laughs> that, you know, I bring all the fixins and I just, it's, it's essentially the only the thing excellence. required is assembly. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you can assemble a sandwich if you have one detail. And that is the sandwich meat. Unless you're a vegetarian, then unless you're a vegetarian, you were fine. then I was fine. Yeah, I had I had the, the lettuce, I had tomato, the tomato, lettuce, <laughs> tomato. Yeah, I had almost a BLT, almost. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, bread, lettuce, and tomato. Bread, lettuce, tomato. <laughs> There's your BLT, like bro. BLT. <laughs> oh, and I had cheese. It was bonus. I had upgraded BLT. BLTC. BLTC. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'm like, screw that. I'm making my tuna fish. Signature yeah. tuna fish signature because tuna you also fish. got a compliment on this tuna fish, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Marco liked it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's saying something. Marco liked it. Yeah. Um, World famous chef extraordinaire <laughs> <laughs> approved of your of your your tuna fish sandwich. I love Marco. I wish I wish Marco would have came on this trip. Then I yeah. Would have, um, I wouldn't have cooked. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually Marco actually commented was commenting on. Um, on something recently and i was like oh, i miss you man he's he's good yeah he's, he's awesome good to hang out with um anyway so made made the tuna fish and uh we ate decent and then uh and then we boned out and yep. was that where we kind of hit the nice high speed yeah so we yeah we did actually no i want to say something else happened but i don't think anything did it's hard. It's hard because there have been so many mishaps on this. I think we were good. Cussing road. Yeah. I, I have we never good. experienced this many breakdowns oh. across the board. So the last one we had, the axle came out. So we had a flat tire. We had an axle right. come out. Um, and then that was it. Yeah, oh, that was then, it. And then Sam had a rock that lodged But that was itself. at the bottom. That was at the bottom. Okay. So, so we did this like really fun section. It was like this like luge. Like it was just totally. bombing down this hill. That's exactly what it was like. Yes. Um, it got it to like the point super where super flowy, super like kind of big round curves. Dude, the the Jeep stopped being a Jeep and it turned into a boat. Yeah. And I started being a captain of my ship <laughs> and I and I was sailing this gravel sea. It was like amazing. <laughs> That's a great way to put Dude, it. Dude, it was amazing. Sailing this gravel sea. Because, you know, when you're, when you're driving in those conditions, you have to kind of start your turn a little early. Oh, totally. And you have to use your brake to kind of like throw the back out a little bit, like around these corners. Yep. Um, and then you have to like stay in the turn even after it. Yes. Um, and then counter. Like it was just, it was just a lot of like, it was just a lot of sloppy driving, but like on purpose. But, but fun. Yeah. yeah so it was much just fun. so much fun. Especially when you're like, I mean, okay. When you're with talented drivers When you're too. going a decent speed, I'm not going to say how fast we were going. Um, but you're going, you're going at a decent tick and, uh, making some miles. Um, it definitely gets fun. Yeah. It definitely gets fun. Yeah, and, and Daniel was no slouch. No, dude. Uh, was, I like driving us, with Daniel. He was setting a solid pace. Yeah. And then we were coming up behind you, and then we had Sam behind me. And, I mean, we had a, it, was, it was four of us that were just kind of like... Going, you for know, it. going for it and it was man that was a blast i mean, I mean everybody we were, got out we were, we're high fiving yeah. we were high fiving and jumping <laughs> at the just bottom so much fun yeah it was so rad it was like it's like coming off like the world's best ride at that, that you've ever been on that lasted like 30 minutes yeah it was like it just didn't end and yeah granted you had to be on like you, yes you couldn't kind of like doze off or check your phone or anything um you were you were definitely like committed oh you were you were driving you were fully driving like you you had to be engaged because if not you were going off the side of the hill right so 
I think, but I think that's the thrill, right? The thrill is that you are you are doing something that you enjoy, yep. and you're and and that and you're excelling at it, like you're you're crushing it. No doubt, right? So that was awesome. I, um, I, that was that was a great moment today. So then there was one other thing that happened that uh, um, our make our the Porsche tech uh, Francis, Francis, yeah, Francis ended up having to stay back to fix something else on somebody's rig. While we did that bombing run. And oh, they yeah. Up, they ended up joining, but we ended up... Oh, I know what it was. It was the axle. The rear axle was shimmied off. Yeah, that's... Oh that's what happened. So the rear axle, he was cra- he was kind of like crab walking. One of the bit. guys, Ian, not Ian, but Ian, he has a, he has a, tundra, a tundra. yeah. And I was behind him last night, and as we're going around a right-hand turn, it was pretty sharp, I see Ian take the turn real like close to the um, apex and ends up jumping like what looked like a foot and a half in the air off his backside wow and that's a lot for for a big truck like that dude and like yeah and he's so low to the ground i i, I didn't quite realize he was in a tundra I, I didn't read the words on the back yeah um i thought it was a tacoma um but yeah no he he hit he jumped and I and I saw what he hit. It was a freaking like mini like boulder. A boulder. Yeah. yeah, dude, it was a big rock. And uh, and then we get to where we were going that night. And I kind of get out and I look at his tire. And he looks at it. And there was like some fresh like scrape. But that was it looked like that was all it was. Yeah. So it ends up that. I think either that hit or something else that they alluded to. Yeah, he'd mentioned that possibly the trip they did last weekend, um, they did some other trip that was also kind of brutal on the rear end of the Tundra. It sheared, uh, according to... Uh, the centering Francis. pin. Yeah, sheared the centering pin on the leaf spring. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so his rear axle shifted, so he was driving kind of crooked. Like crab walking. Yeah, his crab walking. So he kind of, like, the guy behind him said, hey, your truck is driving kind of funny. Do you feel anything strange? And so, you know, obviously they inspected and found that and Francis stayed. Francis is, you're going to hear a little bit more about Francis once we finish this story, but like that dude is like all he said, like you said, he's so, been our enabler. Well, he's the enabler. He's like, he's like that mom that knows her child's a total drug addict. And like, but she's like, I love you anyways. And you need $20 for food. Sure. And here's a hundred. The dude's spending the money on drugs. Like, you know, stupid mom. But yeah. So Francis basically like made sure that everyone continued on with the, with right. the trail um whether they should or shouldn't have <laughs> right is a moot point the vehicles took a beating man that's i mean we yeah there's no other way to put it like we the vehicles took a beating i mean everyone ends up having that bad day you had a bad day um in the mojave yeah i had a bad day coming back from arizona yeah uh today was uh bryant's uh bad day yeah uh, with his sequoia and also um ian's bad day with his uh his axle rear end yeah yep. so you know, it happens. It, it happens. But I think the we, we had a tire blow. We had a blowout. Uh, Francis had a blowout. Um, he had a bubble. Francis had a bubble. Somebody else got a blowout. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, Aaron had, had a blowout. Yeah. Um, Bryant had major failure on his front right uh, assembly, uh, hub assembly, axle assembly. Um, and then uh, Ian, Ian had that sheer thing happen. And that was only in less than 24 hours. Less than 24. That was and, like that was like the last night and then like maybe 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock today. Dude, and don't forget, a lot of this happened within the first like 45 minutes of just driving. Yes. It was crazy. Today. Yeah, today. Exactly. A lot of these That's, things happened within like an hour of each other of this morning when we started driving. And so we get to the bottom of this like crazy run that we had a blast on. And now we're in the valley and we're making, we're making way down towards like Death Valley Center central on our way to furnace to furnace creek yep yep and so um that's when uh sam stopped and he had that rock lodged between his caliper and his wheel because it was a tight fit it was a tight fit and this rock had lodged itself between his brake caliper and his wheel started laying out the inside yeah i just laid the inside so he was in there with a i think a screwdriver trying to wedge it out and knock it out he eventually got it out and so that was another stop that we it's did all the random stuff that random happened, stuff yeah and then we got to we finally got to our destination right we met up with everybody everyone caught up and we were all good and i'm walking around the truck i'm airing up is what's happening i'm airing yep. up the fj and <laughs> i'm i see this gap be, uh, between my uh, my rear uh, upper shock mount right. and the bushing and the bushing is about two millimeters above the frame the frame rail uh-huh. it's not sitting on the frame rail so I, I'm like that looks strange I don't remember seeing a gap there yeah. so I go to the driver's side and I look at the same bushing and it's 
it's secured, well fastened. Flush. Yep, well fastened against the frame. You can't move it. You can't turn it. So I go over back to the passenger side, the rear passenger side, and I can spin that thing. Like I can just like grab it and just to, uh, just tap it and spin it. And I was like, that's probably not good. And then I grabbed the shock. That was the most inconvenient nut to get to. Yeah, and then I grabbed the shock, and the whole shock is just kind of like shimmying around. I'm like, oh, this is bad. But you know, the very good thing is one, the road that we came down on was super easy. No crazy hard hits. It may as well have been a may as well have been a highway. Right. Right. So the shock wasn't taking any kind of abuse. Um, then, like, I found it when we were in a parking lot. Super bonus. Right, because <laughs> right, we're not all on there. The trail, yeah. Right, not on the trail. We're in a nice, comfortable area with everyone there. And But like you said, the bummer was this, where this bolt, kind of this nut, sits on the, on the bolt is like the most insane, like, tiny crevice to get to what's interesting is what i think uh happened when they installed it is they fed it up through the shock mount and then probably threaded the bolt on or not flush with the frame flush with the frame at that time got it got it hand hand threaded on and as they fed it through just kept tightening it down and then and then use tools because once once that you just pulled the assembly up essentially yeah once the nut got down like it was a lot easier to uh yeah to get to but those first like few turns like yeah because it was tucked up the nut was sitting up behind the body dude, panel it took it took what 15 it took minutes 15 minutes of like micro turns yeah to get it because we had to take the piggyback off right and move that out of the way um the reservoir the yeah. reservoir yeah and move that out of the way and like it was i mean it wasn't like the worst fix in the world my it was very easy i'm just glad that i saw it like that detail that and those are the things that if you know your rig like you can you can pick up on these little minute details right that you're like that's different than it was yesterday yeah 100 percent. right so that was that was i think a, a good save on, on all of our parts to find that and be able to fix it so what happens next i almost feel like uh might be better off to bring daniel from dead men off road we can do that but quick pro tip what's up if you have fuel in your vehicle Oh yeah, that's a good tip. Um, Sam, Sam kind of mentioned that. Yeah, if you have fuel in your vehicle, i.e., you can make it another twenty miles, then go another twenty miles past Furnace Creek, where gas is. Oh, easily, you're talking about that? Yes, where gas is easily thirty cents cheaper. I thought you were talking about the pro tip where it's like, hey, when you have those like jerry cans or roto packs full of fuel, when you get towards the end of your trail, start using it. Oh yeah, that's so you don't have to store it at home. Totally, don't take it home. Yeah. I to- I've totally done that. I've taken it home. I'm yeah. Like, Ugh, don't take it home fuel just yeah sitting exactly in the garage. yeah don't do that yeah yeah definitely but you're like, right yeah that furnace gas station what was it like bastards. how much was it well in my case i have to i have to run 91 oh because of the system was um, it 451 dude it's no it's like 490 something oh for you yeah. but the regular was 451 something yeah it was yeah. still high yeah super still high. expensive ridiculous so but if you go down the road i mean again it's 30 cents less it's still highway robbery yeah. but it's not 450 which Those is ridiculous bastards. So, pro tip, go further. They just don't care. Yeah. So, and by further, I mean go further north. I think it's we're going north, right? Yeah. So, let's pay some bills. Let's pay some bills. When you guys come back in a couple weeks, uh, you can listen in on the episode that we're going to do with Dead Man Off Road. Yeah. And then we'll get into more of the nitty gritty of what happened on this trip tonight. That's right. So, first up, first up. One of our first sponsors. It truly is one of our yeah. first sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> the, our, our good friends over at Rigged Supply. R-I-G-D Supply.com. Um, Makers uh, of the Ultra Swing. And the Universal. Um, yep, the Universal Ultra Swing and the Mega Swing. And the hitch, the anti-wobble hitch extension. Yes. Which I find super useful for us Jeep guys who have a big tire carrier but still want to ride bikes too yep you still want to put stuff back there yeah and there's no way you're going to reach a standard uh bike carrier with oh you're not yeah with a big ass 37 inch tire and a exoskeleton you're not going to clear it yeah i don't care how you i don't care what you do but if you buy one of those uh rig supply hitch extenders you totally will and i know that's not their big hero product but for me since i'll never probably run an ultra it's swing. a problem solver Dude. and that's that's important and that's what they do i think they yeah. they identified like some major issues uh major things that were lacking in the industry and they they jumped all over it and you know the the toyota crowd is just stoked yep because the product that they made is like basically an all-in-one solution to your table 
um, your mounting solution for different accessories. Yep. Um, your tire, uh, first and foremost. Yeah. Like that's what I'm gonna do. Probably once I get to, once I go to a 35 on the FJ, which is probably gonna happen. Yep. Um, the the rear door really struggles to support and even clear a 35. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And so at that point, the tire's coming off the door and it's gonna go on an ultra swing. That's just yep. what's gonna happen. And then you get all the benefit of then taking some stuff that would normally go inside the vehicle out of the vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. a it's a great product made well by a bunch of really 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 good dudes who yeah truly live it and love it um i mean we had an episode with both luke and jason uh two founders of rig supply yeah and if you really want to know the 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 truth behind their why um listen to those episodes and 100%. you'll understand the kind of people they are uh what led them to come together and what led them to create a product that has been so widely adopted 100 percent. yep anyways enough about them so check them out they on their website and on instagrams and again i can't i do have to say one last thing one more time thanks so much to them because if it wasn't for them and other partners uh we wouldn't be able to get out here and afford to you know come out as often as we do and 100 uh, percent bring bring these adventures to you yeah, yeah so exactly super appreciative and super thankful yeah Thanks, guys, for making it happen. Next up. Next up is another one of our favorites and also was with us pretty early on. Yeah. Um, saw saw the potential, the, the potential yep. um, of this little endeavor, this dream of ours. Uh, that's KC. KC Highlights. KC Highlights. Uh-huh. And a yep. uh, company I'm proud to also work for, so there's your uh, conflict of interest there. And <laughs> you'll, you'll just... Be forewarned. I've always been biased towards KC, and I, I think will, we all. I think always will be. I think the two of us have. I mean, I've mentioned it in the past that for me, it's always been nostalgic, and I've always seen it as the quintessential off. Oh, by the way, we <sighs> brought this up in the last episode what's about that? Mama. What's her name from Goonies? Oh, Mama Fratelli. Yes. So I went and I looked it up. Like yeah. I, I, there's screenshots of her driving it. Oh, I know. And there's actually ads that were ran in the 80s. Oh really? Of of her from the movie, pictures of her With in the Casey? movie. Yes. No shit. Yes, that's it's so right. awesome. So, anyways, I had this like, idea of I wanted to. Um, that'd be a really cool retro ad, by the oh, way. Oh, hundred percent. I I had this idea that I wanted to do like a uh, Instagram like kind of campaign. Yeah. Where it's like, can you find Casey Lights in other movies? Like in in old movies. In old yeah, movies. Yeah. That's that's a brilliant idea. Um, I mean. Dude, there's like quite a few country songs, like yeah. naming KC. Oh, really? Yeah, I got KC lights on my truck. You That's know. awesome. Um, and uh, and then we're in like you know we're in we're in the movies and and it's like it's an iconic design. It's an iconic look. It's something that has kind of like you said it's very nostalgic when yeah. people see KC lights. They they think of things like Bigfoot and they think of things like Back to the Future and right. It's like this is like the people's light yeah you know it's and it and it really is the people's brand because uh sam said it best he's like when i saw the whole kc crew out in uh at the joshua tree cleanup the one that lost sasquatch and roaming lost it right he's all i wanted to hang with you guys right because the kc crew seemed like they were really having fun and you guys were like like a family and you know it's like cool mission accomplished that's like that's the goal you know Anyways, but besides that, um, we've got awesome lights like the Gravity Pro Six light bars that a lot of us have. Right, um, and the new ones too. The new slim, the new slim, slim light, lights, the yeah. LEDs. Yeah, it's a. It was like a, that was one of the retro designs that got an upgrade, a major technological upgrade. Yeah, it looks awesome. Um, low power draw, high output. You know, good price point. Like it's like a really well um, placed light for totally. people who are like just starting out or want to good light you know and it's got some serious output like I, I actually saw the output of that light and i was blown away yeah I was like this is this is pretty this is pretty sweet um and then you know our cyclone we, we just came out with the universal cyclone rock light kit so yep. it kind of replaces the um the just as just the jk kit it, like now we have a universal kit where it's like you could use it on your jk you could use it on your uh side by side you could use it in your boat like i don't care where you use yep. it uh, we're, we created like harnesses that are independent of one another yep. to where you could kind of run your lights where you need to. And then, um, really made it easy with, uh, with like a bus connector and, uh, basically, uh, relays, switches, everything you need. Oh yeah. It's all included. Yeah. Like you can get going with this kit. You're done. Like yep. you buy this kit, you're good to go. Yep. So check out Casey highlights, um, caseyhighlights.com. Uh, awesome product, you know, yep. uh, we're not running the discount at the moment. So if you've listened to prior episodes and you come on this one, just know the reason is the year is ending and next year is going to be a whole nother story. Yeah. 
the good news is we're not that far away from from the year and if you're listening to this when i think it'll come out it will be the new year so next episode we'll have something for you yeah we should have something yeah um anyways well i am just so thankful to have uh gotten that invite for us to come out and just check out this this part of the part of the country that I've never been to. I've never been to Death Valley either. It's the yeah. first time for me. And I've heard about it so much. And I've always in the back of my head, I'm like, oh yeah, who the hell wants to go to the desert? Like, right. <laughs> you know me. I mean, I like the forest. Yeah. But again, I've I've been proven wrong, and I've and I've definitely become humbled by just the beauty that you're surrounded by. Oh, these this place is gorgeous. Immense valleys and and mountains and snow capped peaks and these, you know, like we we were driving down and we saw these uh, we saw this little patch of cloud that was just dumping snow by itself. Right. And it was like bone dry to the left and to the right of it but this little patch of cloud was just like sprinkling snow at like this 7,000 foot peak yep um, so cool yep so there's your teaser because we're going to talk so much more about this in the next episode with Daniel who actually knows this place really well yeah we might get Brian on here too but yeah. we'll see so thanks, thanks for listening guys um, you can you know where to find us on the website at riggedfordirt.com you can also find us on Instagram at oh go ahead oh sorry at riggedfordirt <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you could also find us on Spotify. On Spotify, yeah. Spotify. Um, well, actually, I guess <laughs> if you're iTunes. listening, if you're listening, you, you're probably, you have found us. You were, that's so. It's like chicken and egg for me. <laughs> it totally sometimes. is. I, I always get, I always get like skunked by this kind of like mental thinking. <laughs> if you're listening to us, you have found us. Continue to listen. <laughs> you might want to find us on iTunes. <laughs> you, if you're listening to actually, us on Spotify, you can also switch completely different software and, and listen, listen to, to it again. <laughs> um, but uh, but we would appreciate a rating. Absolutely. Some stars. So whatever, if you don't own, if you don't own an iPhone or an iPad, go buy one and then listen to us there and give us a rating. Yeah, I'd appreciate it. We would appreciate it. Yeah, man. Hugely. <laughs> anyway, so from Ollie, Kate the Jeep. From Frank at Trucky McTruckface. Good night. Good night.